Welcome to the Far Above Rubies podcast from the Calvary Chapel Lubbock Women's Ministry. We pray you are built up and encouraged as you listen to this teaching from God's Word. Good evening. How y'all doing? This is exciting. So uh, last, last spring, we did our Far Above Rubies study in Proverbs 31, and that was really fun and exciting to go through. And as we, as we did that, as we went through that study, and as we were coming to the end of it, and I started asking the Lord, so, you know, what's next? What's next for the, the Far Above Rubies ladies? Um, he gave me Colossians chapter 3. And as, as it was being announced throughout the summer, it was like Colossians chapter 3. And, you know, it kind of almost seems like eight weeks we should be able to do a whole book. But um, there's a lot in Colossians chapter 3. So that's where we are going to be today. Um, the, the little schedule for each week of the study is on the Facebook page. So last time I gave a handout and kind of did it like school, but... Y'all have Facebook, you can go ahead and go on the page and look and see, um, see where we are each night. So I just wanted to welcome you all to, to um, our Colossians study, Set Your Mind on Things Above. So as you're turning to Colossians chapter 3, I just wanted to um, just introduce myself. I know I know, I know most of you, but I know there's a few that I don't really know really well, and I wanted to just kind of introduce myself to you and just let you know who I am and a little bit about my heart for you. Um, my name is Nathalie, and I am uh, Pastor Ben's wife, and that's why I'm up here. <laughs> I know that there are a lot of you that can do a lot better job than I can up here, but God called me to do this, and so I pray and I ask him for what I need so that you can hear what he has for you. Um, I, I really love you, and I really hope and pray that my heart and the heart of the Lord comes out through this study. Um, what, what I, what, the reason why I, I called our, our, our Thursday night studies Far Above Rubies is because on a daily basis, I talk to women, young, old, um, that, that don't know how precious they are to the Lord. And, you know, whether you're, you know, five years old, 50 years old, or 90 years old, you know, I, I talk to women of all ages, and, and I, my prayer for you is to know just how precious you are to the Lord. And the Bible says that a woman that loves the Lord, her worth is far above rubies. And that's why the, the name of our study is Far Above Rubies, whether we're doing Proverbs or Colossians, that's why I've called it Far Above Rubies, because you are precious to God. Um, and my heart for this study is that each one of you will know that, will know just how precious you are to the Lord, how precious you are to me, how precious you are to each other, and also that you walk closer to the Lord after this, that tonight that you leave here just a little bit closer to the Lord than when you came in, at least a little bit, if not if not more. And um, the last thing that, that, I, that I pray for is that your desire is for the things of the Lord. I know that the world is constantly, constantly, moment by moment, um, trying to get your attention and trying to get you to seek out the things of the world. 
and my prayer is that your desire is for the things of the Lord. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, we are going to be in Colossians chapter 3, and then um, we're going to also be, there's just a couple of different turns. You can just kind of mark your Bible. You can look there later. Um, so uh, Colossians chapter 3, and then also Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, uh, Matthew 16, verse 24 through 26, and then 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. So I'm going to say that again. Galatians 2, 20, Matthew 16, 24 through 26, and 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. So we have a memory verse. Hopefully by the end of the eight weeks, everybody has that verse memorized. It's, it's um, verse 2 of Colossians chapter 3. Set your mind on things above and not on things on earth. So that's our memory verse. And we have a theme verse. It's verse 11. It says Christ is all and in all. So if you... Um, if you have a pen handy, you can go ahead and, and just underline that in your Bible, that our theme verse is verse 11, Christ is all and in all, and then our memory verse, set your mind on things above and not on the things of earth. So um, as I was, like I said, last spring was when um, I felt like the Lord gave me uh, this study, the Colossians 3 and so all summer, I'd been praying about it, studying some things, you know, talking to God about it, reading some things, listening to some things. And so constantly trying to stay in that mindset of setting my mind on things above. And throughout the summer, there was just stuff that was happening. And, I, you know, I know that things happen on a daily basis. There's big things, there's little things. You know, we all have jobs, we all have families. We all have responsibilities, so, so there's, you know, things that happen. So through the summer, I'm trying to learn to, you know, okay, so I'm trying to keep my mind on the things, you know, things of the Lord, set my mind on things above, and then something will happen, that, you know, whether big or small, and, you know, my, my thoughts will go, like, over here, you know, like, kind of away from the things of the Lord, and then I'd be like, okay, bring them back, you know, bring them back, don't go there, bring them back, so... Um, so God was really, really good about teaching me so that I can show you how um, quickly our brains can just go. So one of the questions that I um, was going to ask was, have you ever lost something? And, you know, we've all lost things, right? You know, our purse, our phone, um, a file, you know, something, you know, maybe <clears throat> like I came in today and I was like, I'm not going to lose my mind over this. I'm not going to lose my mind over this. And, <laughs> and, and so anyway, so today, you know, again, as I'm, as I'm going through kind of trying to prepare and think, and, you know, I had to go to work, did some things, and I really didn't even open my notes until about it's close to five o'clock. So I opened up my iPad, which most of you know I'm new to technology. I used to write all my notes on little five-by-seven cards. So this is brand new for me, and it makes me very worried, okay? So I open up my iPad, and I have, like, two pages of notes. I'm like, where's the rest of my notes? 
oh my gosh. So all of a sudden my brain starts like, ah, you know, all that. It's like, okay, set your mind on things above, set your mind on things above, but where are my thoughts? I've got to teach it two hours. I was just like freaking out. And so I open up, I'm thinking, okay, on the laptop, it's good. It's, it's all good. It's on the laptop. I open up the laptop. They're not there either. So I'm going, okay, okay, I can do this from memory, but I don't remember anything. Oh my gosh, I'm just starting to freak out and my brain is just like going everywhere. So what, you know, what do I do? I call, I call my husband and I'm just like, where's my notes? Oh my gosh. And I'm freaking out and, and telling him about it. And he's going, okay, wait a minute, just calm down. Did you save them? Yes, I saved them, but they're not here. And so he's telling me like where, to, what to push, what to look for. And I'm going, they're not there. They're not there. Okay. I could do this from memory. I could do this from memory. And, but I can't do this from memory. And so I just like closed the Close the laptop, close the iPad, and I just like sat there and just like try not to lose my mind. I'm thinking, get it back, get it back, bring it here, because my brain is like all over the place. And so I'm just going, okay, I, I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this, praying about this, studying this for, for months. I can do this from memory. So I'm just going, Lord, okay, this is all from you. This is all from you. I can do this. And so I open up the laptop again and just start pushing buttons. I mean, I don't even know where I looked. And thank God, there's my notes. And I was just like, yes, leave the laptop open. Come to church. Help me get that to here. So, so we got it. So anyways, it's not from memory, thank God. But how easy is it when you lose something, whether it's notes or your purse or your phone or, you know, your debit card? Have you ever left your debit card in the, in the gas station thing? You know, what happens is your brain just goes to that one thing. And so when, when, it, when the Bible tells us to set our mind on things above, it's kind of like that. Like you're set on finding that. You're set on searching out that one thing that you've lost. So let's just read that. Let's read Colossians 3. Verses 1 and 2. It says, If then you were raised with Christ, and seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So it's real simple. So we just have two simple, two simple points for tonight's message. It's we are to seek and we are to set. Real simple right? <laughs> you would think, right? You would think. So the background to Colossians. So Colossians was written by Paul in about 62 AD, and Paul had never been to Colossae. He was, at the time that he wrote Colossians, he was in prison in Rome. So he was, he was um, bound up in chains, and he was in prison, and um, he was writing to the Colossians. And what happened in that time, remember it was 62 AD, so it's been a while, um, the um, Greek philosophy had crept into the belief, into the believers' beliefs. And so there was, you know, what does that mean? It means that there were like thinking, believers were, were thinking and believing as, um, as secular beliefs. So, <clears throat> so Paul was writing to these, um, to these believers in Colossians and even though it was 62 AD, we can really learn from this today. So um, there was some, some secular beliefs that had crept into the church um, concerning, concerning creation, concerning um, ethical practices, and also um, the licentiousness was really running rapid, rampant in the church. And so, um, so Paul was writing to the church of Colossians there, 
And um, I, I believe that for today, 2018, we can learn from it today. And, he, and in chapter 3, he says, set your mind on things above. Um, he says, seek out those things which are above. So I did this little uh, Google search. Um, remember, I told you I'm getting better at the technology thing. So I did this Google search, and I just searched what women are seeking in 2018. And so I found this. This was in the Washington Post, this little, um, this little quote in the Washington Post. says, listening to our focus group, Participant, for our focus group participants, I heard women discussing the issues that kept them up at night. Finding affordable health care, caring for aging parents, and ensuring that children have access to quality education. So that was in the Washington Post. Another search that I, uh, that I looked at listed these things, what women are searching for in 2018. Um, one of, one of those things is a man. Women are looking for a man. Um, another thing is to lose weight and get in shape easily. Easily was, I thought, the, the um, key there. Um, they're searching for security, contentment, a nice home, a nice car, friendship, education, and recognition. So do any of those sound familiar to you? What are you seeking tonight? What are you looking for? We are to seek those things which are above. Um, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So the definition of seek, you want to know what that means, right? So the definition of seek is to search, to desire, or to attempt to or desire to obtain something. So to seek is to search, to desire, or to desire to obtain something. Pastor Chuck says a Christian is one who is dead with Christ, buried with Christ, and risen with Christ, and ultimately living with Christ. Um, Let's turn to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 real quick. So if women are are seeking these things, if women are seeking these things, um, again, we need to remember that we're to as believers, to be set apart and be different from the world. The Word of God tells us that we're to seek those things that are are above. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We need to constantly be living with the eternal perspective. And again, I know stuff happens. And again, as, as, as I was preparing for this, you know, stuff just kept happening. Stuff just kept happening. And it is so easy to get our eyes off the things of the Lord. And before we were Christians, before I was a Christian, the only thing that mattered was feeding the flesh. It says right here in Galatians that we're, we have died to the flesh. And if we're believers, we've died to the flesh. So the only thing that matters before you're a Christian is is feeding the flesh. But as a Christian, that shouldn't be so. We shouldn't be looking to secular things. We shouldn't be looking to the things of the flesh. We need to be looking to the things of the Lord. Um, Matthew 16, 24 through 26, you can turn there. I'll just read it real quick. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, 
If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Stop and meditate on that for just a minute. What will it, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So what we desire, we become. What you seek, you become. So we are to seek the things above. We're to seek those things which have eternal significance. We're to seek the things of the Lord. And how are we to do that? How are we to seek the things which are above when everything in our life is like right in front of our face? And it seems sometimes like those things which are above are so far away. So how do we do it? I'm really big on giving the how. You know, I, I, I often say, you know, we hear stuff. We hear what we're supposed to do. You know, we tell our kids what we're supposed to do. We, you know, we, we're constantly told what we're supposed to do. Okay, so we're supposed to, to think, and see, think and seek the things which are above. Well, how do we do that? How do we do that? Um, and in a second, I'm going to give you some give you some steps. But, you know, life happens, finances, um, illness, uh, just, you know, big, big things happen. And it seems like for, for me in the big things, um, that's when I go immediately to my knees. But it's when the smaller things is when I try to like, I can handle this, I can do this myself and not continue to look for the, look to the Lord and seeking the things above. So um, the other day I was listening to the radio, and I know radio. That, does anybody listen? To, I was thinking about that as I was, like, saying it. I'm like, radio? Does anybody listen to the radio? I was listening to the radio, and there was a lady that was talking, and she was talking about how um, she had a friend that was in a bad marriage, and most of the conversations, you know, were always, well, he's doing this again, and I can't believe that, and, and you know, what should I do, and that kind of thing. So this one particular morning, this, um, the, her friend called her, and she was, you know, really upset. Can I come over? We just had a big fight. And so, you know, sh- sure, she, you know, like any good friend, she had her friend over, and the conversation went like how all the other conversations had gone. You know, I can't believe he did this again. More broken promises. I, what do I do? And, you know, she's just sitting there. She's brokenhearted. And so the woman telling the story um, put on some worship music. She put on some worship music as her friend is just sitting there pouring out her heart. And she said, I dare you to worship right now. Right now, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of where everything is falling apart in your life, I dare you to worship. And they did. They both sat there. She said it took a little bit because there was, there was so much pain and there was so much hurt. But when they turned their focus onto the Lord, onto how good God is, onto you know just putting that worship song on, moment after moment, time after time, she said, um, everything changed. The focus turned from that man and what he was doing and what he wasn't doing and the broken promises and the broken heart and, you know, and the list goes on. That, that focus went to the Lord. So that's a good way. That's a really good way for, for us to get our minds and our, and our thoughts on the things above. Put on some worship music. Um, 
And, you know, as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, um, I want to be that friend. I want to be that friend. I want to be that mom. I want to be that neighbor. I want to be that wife. Because life happens. And don't you want to be that one to go, I dare you to focus on the Lord right now in the midst of all this. Don't you want to be that one to turn, to help to turn your friend, your husband, your, your coworker, your neighbor, your daughter to the Lord and not just get on that bandwagon and, you know, whatever, you know, what, you know, just causing more and more pain. I want to be that friend. I know you want to be that friend too. So how do we do it? How do we do it? Um, couple of things. I, I listed five. I listed five things, and one of them is to worship. Put some worship music on. Um, you know, nowadays it's so easy. You know, we have our phones in our hands all the time. You know, put on a Pandora, put on, you know, music that you've already have downloaded, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's so easy to be able to just get some worship music in your ears and carry headphones with you. You know, I've learned if I, when I go to Walmart, I put my headphones on, and I'm, I'm because other, otherwise I'm, like, really easily distracted. So um, keep your eyes on things of the Lord, not on the things at Walmart, right? So, um, so worship, <laughs> worship, getting your eyes on worship, getting your ears, getting your head and, into some worship music. Also, surround yourself with believers. You want to have somebody tell you that it's going to be okay because God is bigger. God is bigger. So surround yourself with believers be in God's word. And if you don't have a desire for God's word, ask him for it. You know, if you would rather, you know, be checking out Facebook or Pinterest or, you know, whatever else is out there or, or um, binge watching Netflix or, you know, things like that, ask God for the desire to be in his word. When you're in his word, you're focused on things above. So be in God's word. And last, oh, no, I have a, a couple more. Um, Take every thought captive. So when your brain starts going, you know, going, going, going to what, you know, what you need, what you think you need, what somebody said, what they didn't say, just whatever it is, take those thoughts captive. Bring it back. Even if you have to say it out loud, I have to say it out loud. Bring it back. When my brain is, you know, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm going to bring it back. Bring it back. And a really good way to bring it back is to memorize the word of God. Um, you know, get a memory verse. And when you're trying to memorize that memory verse, you're focused on the memory verse and you're not focused on anything else because you've got you've to get that next, next word in. So be in God's word. Take every thought captive. Surround yourself with believers. Worship the Lord. And last, get your eyes and your face out of social media. That will keep your face and your heart and your mind on the things of the world quicker than anything else. So be in God's word, take every thought captive, surround yourself with believers, worship the Lord, get your eyes and your face out of social media. And sometimes that's a little harder to do than others, isn't it? Yeah, but ask the Lord, ask the Lord. So that was our first point, that we are to seek those things which are above. Second is we are to set our minds on things above and not on the things of earth. So first, we're to seek. Second, we're to set. So to set means to 
be situated or fixed in a specific place or position to be established or decided on. I'm going to say that again. To set means to be situated or fixed in a specific place or position to be established and decided on. So it's kind of like, it's kind of a picture of a carpenter. So have you ever used a saw where you have to like kind of get that groove going first? And once you get that little groove in the wood or whatever you're using that saw on, you've got that groove and there's, it's set. And then it, that saw just moves through it a little bit easier than if there's no, no place that it's set in. Or another thing is um, like when you're trying to, to set a nail in, in either a piece of wood or you're trying to hang a picture on a wall, you set that nail in there and you make that little, you set it. And then that way you can use the hammer and, and you don't hurt your, your finger. You just hit the nail and not your, not your thumbs. But that's, what, that's kind of a picture of what, what um, it means to set. So we're to set our minds. We're to be established on. We're, our thinking should be situated or fixed on the things above. So what have you been thinking on today? Have you been thinking on the things above? Have you been thinking on other things? I can tell you what I've been thinking about. I have a daughter that lives 400 miles away from me, and I think about her all the time. Um, I have a granddaughter in public school, and I think about her all the time. Um, we're, to be, we're to have our minds set on the things above. When, um, when our kids were little, we used to have this little, uh, little dog. Her name was Delilah little Sheltie, and she was a runner. I mean, if the front door was left open, the back door, the gate, that dog would just take off. And I mean, she would run and run and run. Sometimes it took our whole family and the neighbors to get, she didn't even know where she was going. She was just, that door was open and she was gone. And so I was thinking about how sometimes that's how our thoughts, I know my thoughts, do that. You know, they just go. They're just like, boop, there's a door open and out the door. And sometimes it takes somebody to help bring it back. Sometimes I can tell myself, okay, bring it back, bring it back. But sometimes it takes other people, just like it used to take, you know, our whole family and the whole neighborhood to get Delilah back into our house. But um, it happened to me today. So um, I was, I was out in the, you know, I had gotten up in the morning and I had my quiet time and I'm praying and I, I usually go out and run in the morning and that's usually kind of an extension of my quiet time. I'm just praying and trying to keep my eyes and my, and my mind and my thoughts on the Lord. So I'm running and, um, I usually, you know, go for, for a pretty good distance. So I was running around the school that my granddaughter goes to. So I'm running, right. And I run around it. And as I'm running around the school, um, I, I usually pray for the school. I pray for the faculty, pray for the teachers, for everybody that comes in and out, for my granddaughter that's in there, you know, for her safety and stuff. And so ran around the school, kind of went through another, I have this little um, path that I go through. And so I ran about another half mile and then I kind of come back and I do another kind of little loop around the school. And I noticed my daughter's car's parked outside in front of the school. And I'm like, hmm. That's weird. I'm running, right? And I'm thinking, okay, well, she probably just forgot to leave her lunch. And so I'm running, and I go back around this other little loop, and um, that 
I'm still thinking, you know, it's okay. She's, everything's okay in there, right? Yeah, okay, now I'm running. It's praying, keeping my eyes on things above, right? And I'm running. And so I come back around my third time around the school, and her car's still there. And by this, it's about eight, ten minutes. About, it was like about a mile, so about ten minutes. And her car's still there. And I was like, it doesn't take that long to leave a lunch. Something's wrong. Oh, my gosh, she needs me. Something's wrong in there. She needs me. And my brain is just like bam, bam, bam. And so I'm like... Okay, so um, it's like I run around again. I'm thinking, no, everything's fine. She's probably okay. But no, something's really wrong. I know something. I start thinking about what happened. Something happened to my granddaughter. She fell down. They had, she couldn't even call. My daughter couldn't even call me. It was that bad. So like my, my thoughts are just like all over the place, right? And then I, and then I remembered, I'm going, okay, I'm going to run around one more time. Like did this other loop, other mile, come back. Car's still there. And I'm going, okay, I remembered yesterday my granddaughter told me that she had a test and she knew everything. So I'm going, they're going to move her up. She's going to first grade. She can't go to first grade. She's only four years old. Oh my God. I mean, I'm like freaking out. My whole, my mind is all over the place. So I'm, by this time it's a fourth time around. So I'm going, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to text her. Hey, are you at the school? And she says, yes. Okay. One word text from Talia is never good. So I'm going, something is wrong. I need to go in there. My baby needs me. And no, she can handle this. So bring it back. (laughs) So I'm running, right? Just like Delilah, my thoughts are like all over the place. And I had just been thinking of the things of the Lord. So then I... I text her, is everything okay? Everyone all right? So she texts me back, yeah. There's a, remember, parent-teacher meeting? Oh, yeah, we had this big discussion about it just the other day. But, yeah, you know, I did not remember. Thank God there was nothing wrong. But like I said, it was so easy for my brain just to, you know, those thoughts just went nuts. And until I knew that my baby and her baby, which is also my baby, were okay. My, my brain was just everywhere, you know, just like a ping pong ball. Bing, 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 bing. Everything from something happened to her to she did something that she shouldn't have to, oh, my gosh, she's going to first grade and she's only four years. You know, all this stuff. It's crazy. It's just crazy. So bring it back. Bring it back. We're to set our mind on things above. And I walked back into the house and I I told my husband, I was just like, you are never going to believe where my brain just went. It was just, it was crazy. So I asked Talia if I could tell that story, and she said I could. And (laughs) I know your brains don't go like that, but that's how mine does. And, And it was just, for me, it was like the Lord just teaching me how quick, how quick. It doesn't have to be like a huge thing. All I did was see my daughter's car parked outside of school, and my brain went, you know, to... 9,000 different places, and it just was not even necessary, <laughs> not necessary at all. So um, let's, let's bring it back. So the gate opened. The gate was left open. And what gate is left open in your thoughts to where you're going a million miles an hour in 45 different directions, and not one of them is on the things of the Lord? And my prayer is that we can learn to focus and bring it back and that we can help each other bring it back, bring it back. Because even if there was something really wrong in that school, it didn't take God by surprise. God is bigger than whatever could happen inside that school and he's got it under control. So we need to stay focused on the things above. So what gate has been left open in your thinking? It's easy to run away with it, right? Um, 2 Corinthians 10 Verses 4 and 5. 
let's just look at that real quick. I want you to make sure and turn to that. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. says for our wep- for the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds we're tearing down false arguments and every high-minded thing that exalts itself that exalts itself against the knowledge of God we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ I'm going to say that again we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And again, it's that picture of our little Sheltie just taking off. Bring it back. Bring it back. Grab that, grab that thought by the collar and bring it back. Bring it back to what? It says here in 2 Corinthians, to the obedience of Christ. So we're to submit everything we think, all of our ideas, all of our worldviews, all of our viewpoints, we're to submit all of that to God. All of it. Romans 15, um, verse 18 says, For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles in, into obedience. And I think that that same obedience in Romans is the same obedience in Second Corinthians 10, and it's the same obedience when we bring our thoughts into obedience to Christ. It's the same thing. It's the same thing in Colossians chapter 3, um, where, where Colossians says, set your mind on things above and not on the things of earth. So what I'm trying to get at is we're to lay ourselves, we're to lay ourselves at open to the Holy Spirit. We're to lay ourselves open to the Holy Spirit so that your brain, your mind, your thoughts, all of that can be taken captive and brought back into conformity to that of of eternity, to that of Christ. So um, I know it sounds like it's, it's like, okay, so I have to do, I have to do, I have to do. And that's one of those things that for a long time as a believer, I felt like I have to do. And as women, we have to do a lot of stuff, right? We have to do the laundry. We have to do the grocery shopping, do the, you know, there's a lot of do's for women. And that's one thing that the Lord taught me a few years ago. When I had cancer, um, there were some things that I was asking the Lord um, and I, a lot of you that have heard, heard my testimony on that know that I had asked him um, four different things. One of them was, am I going to die? And he said, yes, we all die. So live today. Um, the, the second thing was I, I asked the Lord to be with my family because I have um, cancer runs in our family. I know what cancer does to the patient, to the family. So I asked the Lord to be with my family. And He's done amazing things in my family. Um, I also asked him for a scripture, and he gave me lots of scriptures just to stand on. Because when you're in cancer land, um, there's all these voices coming at you and in your brain and, and just at you. And so I just I wanted to know what God said about my life, not the doctors and the nurses and every other cancer patient that came around. Um, so I asked the Lord for scriptures, and he gave me a lot of them. So if you would, if you would like to, to ever hear that, I would love to share but the last thing that I asked 
the Lord is that I didn't want to misrepresent him. I said, Lord, you know, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to lose body parts. I'm not afraid to lose my hair. I'm not afraid to throw up. But what I, what terrified me was to misrepresent the Lord and that do word. It was, what do I do? What do I say? What do I, how do I act? You know, and, and I would think about the people in my life, um, my friends, my church, people I work with. What do I do? What do I say to them? What do I do? How do I? How? And it took a while. You know, it, the, the Lord didn't answer me just like that with each question. It took a while. And with this one especially, I would sit in the dark on my couch and I would just cry. And it was like, again, I wasn't afraid to die. I wasn't afraid. I think at this point I already had lost all my hair and everything. But I was really afraid to misrepresent the Lord. And there was one, one night that I was praying and I said, and, and again, it was that, Lord, I don't want to misrepresent you. What do I do? And he said, you don't do anything. I do it through you. And so it's the same thing with this. It's we don't do anything. The Lord does it through you. When you are focused on the things of the Lord, when you and the Lord knows, the Lord knows things are going to happen and those gates in your mind are going to get be left open. God knows. God knows what each one of you have to deal with in your life every single day with your jobs, with your families, with your relationships, but you don't have to do it. And to me, that was so freeing. I was like, wait a minute, what? I don't have to do anything? The Lord said, no, I do it through you. And that was so freeing to me. And it took a while. I didn't even tell anybody for weeks because I, I kept asking the Lord. Like, I wanted to make sure it was the Lord that I heard, and it was the Lord that I heard. You don't have to do anything. I do it through you. And so I just want to go through again Colossians. Colossians Chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Set your mind on things above and look to the eternal things. Look to the eternal things. So let's just read through that again. Colossians chapter 3. Seek those things which are above. For Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And when you're looking at those things which are above, when you're thinking on those things, it's where Jesus is. And don't you want your thoughts to be where Jesus is? That's awesome. And it says, set your mind on things above. Look to those eternal things. This is an invitation to you that God holds out to you. He's holding an invitation to you. He's saying, think on these things above. Focus on these things. Believe in these things because your life is hidden with Jesus. And the world wants to get your eyes, your thoughts, your heart, your focus on everything else. But God is saying your life is hidden with Jesus. And we're going to see a little bit more or a lot more of that next week. Um, Our next week, we're going to learn about how our life is hidden with Jesus and how we are to put to death those things of the flesh. But now, as as I close, I just want to do a... um, I just want to just want to uh, talk about a couple things that came to my mind again this morning as I was praying through this. Um, our theme verse is verse 11, and it says Christ is all. And so as I was thinking about this this morning, I was thinking that maybe maybe you're here today and Christ is not your all. So you can't focus on the things of Christ. 
Um, and I was thinking that, you know, there was a time in my life, again, like I said earlier, when I lived to feed my flesh. Christ was not all to me. Um, I, had to, I had to surrender to the Lord. Um, and I had to give my life to Jesus for Christ to be all. So there might be somebody here today that Christ is not your all because you don't know him in that way. So I want, if that's, if that's true in your life, then I want to pray for you because God holds this invitation out to you. Um, that's the first thing, that Christ is all. Um, number two, the second thing that I thought of as I was um, thinking about this today was that um, that there's a discipline in focusing. There's a discipline on seeking and setting. There's a, there's a discipline in looking to the things of the Lord and not the things of the flesh. And so, um, so that's another thing that I'd like to do. I'd like to pray with you and for you about that today, that, that for that discipline to focus on the things above, um, I just really want to encourage you today to not leave here today until... You've, you've asked God to give you that, and God is so good. God is so good. He wants, he wants to help you do those things. And like I said earlier, if you are not focusing, if, you're ha if, you're, if your thoughts are just running wild all the time and it's hard to bring them back or you've never even practiced that, bringing them back, I just want to pray with you for that today. So the worship team is coming up, and as I pray, I'm going to just invite you to just, if, if you can just, Sit right where you are. You can come up to the steps, and you can pray. We have a few more minutes. Um, our, if you have kids in the, in the child care, they're, she's going to be there for a few more minutes. So you do have a few more minutes. This is important. If, you, if Christ is not your all, make that today, today that Christ is your all. And like I said, you can come up to the steps. You can pray right where you are. I'm going to be over here on this, on this side, and you can come if you'd like to pray with me i'd be happy to pray with you on that um but let's just pray for that for that um discipline to be able to focus and to seek and to set your mind on things above amen father we just thank you god that you um, invite us you invite us into a relationship with you where we don't have to do anything you do it all you do it all. All we have to do is be willing. That's it. That's it. Lord, I just pray that um, for each woman here, Lord, for me, that you would give me that discipline to focus on the things of you, Lord, that you would give me that discipline to, to bring every thought captive for your obedience, Lord. And as, as we go through our days, our our, our minutes of each day, Lord, that, that life happens and, and the world gets our eyes off of you. The devil gets our eyes off of you, Lord. I pray that you would help us to have that discipline, that you would help us to remember to be in your word, that you would help us to remember to be um, in worship. Lord, we want to. There's These women here want to. They're here tonight. They want to know you more. They want to walk closer with you. Lord, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Far Above Rubies podcast. We pray this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. 
you are in the Lubbock area, we invite you to join us in person Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. during our spring and fall sessions. For more information, you can visit our Facebook page or give us a call at the church. That number is 806-799-2227. Again, thank you for listening. May God richly bless you.